on this episode of AV Week. Sure has a brand new version of the design software. Panduit purchases at Lona and looking at legislation that impacts passwords and network protection. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 387, recorded Friday, January 25th, 2019. AV Risk. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlas IED, innovative audio solutions for every business environment. And by Bodyo, a leading manufacturer of professional PTZ cameras, Pro AV solutions, and UCC integration systems. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audio-visual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. Not quite all the way around the world, but we're getting close. Uh, first and foremost, uh, my buddy, pal, and fellow Illinoisan, uh, Mr. Jeremy Caldera, dude north of me in Peoria from IAS. Welcome, sir. Hello. Um, so if we're going to go around the world by, uh, screw it. Next up is Joe Way. Joe is from, uh, California Baptist university. And he's also coming to us from NAM, uh, which is happening this week. Welcome, sir. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on. So yeah, you get background music with me. So I'll be the, uh, the local entertainment coming to NAM here. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also from Dublin, Ireland, and the provider of my world famous, uh, Guinness socks, Mr. Justin Dawson. Justin is from the University College in Dublin. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me on, Tim. Um, you don't get background music with me unless you want. We can play some uh, traditional Irish music to my studio here if you want. No, that's quite all right. One, <laughs> one, one guest with background music is plenty enough. Uh, real quickly before we get fully into the stories, um, there's a reason that I'm having Justin and Joe on, specifically not that they're not fine human beings and great people, uh, but there's also a, a little bit of a, a AV Nation selfish reason. So they are both up for the Aviation AV Professional of the Year for 2018 in our Aviation uh, Reader's Choice Awards. Uh, we're going to give each of them kind of a, a chance to, to yeah, tell you why, they, why you should vote for them uh, if you haven't done so already. And good Lord, a lot of you have, uh, both of them actually. So uh, first and foremost, first uh, story off the, off the wire here, actually uh, is going to come to us sort of kind of from Nam. Um, sure has unveiled their uh, designer version 3.1 software. And uh, what it is, is, is Sure has been uh, developing the, this software that helps you know, integrators and, and design engineers you know, roll out uh, wireless systems and, and do so, in, in, honestly, in a, in a responsible way to make sure they're not stepping over themselves, not stepping over anybody else, anybody that's in, been in a college situation, a house of worship situation where you have several different channels, you know how difficult it can be. Uh, Joe, I actually want to start with you because you just kind of walked out of the Sure uh, booth there at NAM. What was your first take from the software itself? Yeah, so I just had my hands on it, and I gotta say, I was very impressed uh, on a first take. I, it it was a huge improvement. You know, they call it a you know a three point one. So this is not a new development from them, but it's definitely a redesigned development. Uh, the limitations right now are that it's pretty much only for their conference room microphones. However, uh, what I saw was just the ability to both be online and offline. 
in being able to uh, set up your room so that you can take everything and send it off to your techs, knowing how it's going to be routed, getting the line drawings done. Uh, but certain limitations, it doesn't work with their Axiant or their QLX systems yet. So that's still to come, and there obviously will be some upgrades that will have to happen for that. Um, but even just the ability to bring on uh, the live mode and be able to not have to manually route your Dante through it, uh, or through Dante, you can do it through that. So I know a lot of people go to Dante and they're thinking, okay, that's a little bit suspect. Where are these routes going? Because it's just a big matrix. So being able to use the software to make those routes before going into the field so that when everything connects, it knows to find it. I thought that was a huge upgrade. And I think that's one where, uh, at least in my space, in my vertical in higher ed, if I'm doing an entire floor, that's going to be the most helpful so I can send the text out, set everything up, and know it's going to be pushed to it. So overall, pretty impressed. Jeremy, talk about that for a second because Joe was talking about how you can get push this to your techs. Does software like this help you or does it, does it maybe hamstring you when you're trying to, you know, send out a system, you know, make sure that it's viable and you go through the, the engineering process and then the deployment process? Uh, you know, I think it can be helpful. Um, like I said, I, I haven't seen or played with it yet. Uh, the one thing is, like with Dante controller, uh, I mean, obviously you got to fine, you got to you know make all your routes, you got to do all that you got to do. Uh, and if you're not necessarily used the Sure DSP products or their USB matrix, or if you're using another manufacturer um, that just has a Dante input, I, I don't know how that's going to uh, work with the routing and things like that. Of course, if it if it helped with all of that, it would uh, make things a lot more simplistic and a lot easier. But as far as setting up even these table microphone arrays or the, or the MXA 910, um, you know, just just anything we can do to make that a little easier for the technicians is great in my book. You know, we, we just did a large deployment of about 50 different rooms of these things and anything we could have done to speed up the process uh, obviously would have helped drastically, so. Yeah, and I can add on along with that. That was what they basically said the purpose of it was, was that you have so many different sure apps, but it's basically pulling them all in together into one place so that you can do the DSP and you can do your routing all at once. Um, again, it's not all there. So depending on what type of deployment you're going to do, if you can't bring in certain mics, QLX series, even just have some Dante mics, you can't really do it all yet. Um, but I definitely think it's a good step in that direction, especially from a deployment side. Uh, so that was a good, good step. Justin, I'd kind of bring this back around to the deployment side again. Um, I used to be a technology manager um, years and years ago, and that was one of the things that we really, really kind of leaned on was software and, and were tools like this from manufacturers. Uh, because th th let's be honest, not everybody you know has somebody come in and, and do a, a full integration, or you know maybe you're responsible for doing the upgrades, but you 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 uh, actually you know put a bid out for for new construction, but you know uh, upgrades and, and refreshes is on you as a technology manager. Does stuff like this, software like this, help you uh, when you're it, doing stuff like that? It does and it doesn't, Tim. the The biggest problem is that at least with Dante, you have it across the board. I notice in a lot with universities, especially in universities in Ireland, you could have different contractors bidding for different tenders 
and it means that you might not have the same technology across all the schools. And that's where the biggest problem comes in. And I've, I've discussed this even at um, the LTSMG before as well, whether it be projectors, whether it be microphones, you might have one school that will be using Sennheiser, another school using Sure. So that creates a problem where you don't have a universal spectrum across the whole university. And um, so it can, on a, on an end user perspective, it can be great for the technicians to have this software that it's a bit more easier than, than drilling down to a big matrix. But um, then you've come down the route of the more software you have, the more security implications you have to go back to your IT team and go, right, we need to get this installed. And that's, that can be a big problem. Drill down on that one for a second, but you said that the more software you have, the more security concerns you have. Is, is that because they're, they need to vet it out and, and do penetration testing on it? Absolutely, yeah. They see, I, I know it's from back, going back to my old job in a top four financial firm. Every time you brought in some new software like this, it has to pass your risk and compliance team and what ports have to be open, what type mate, are we going to keep it on a separate VLAN? My university might be a little more um relaxed on the security implications but i just find for every time like there's a new upgrade to 3.1 software or whatever at least with dante you can you can drill it back and okay fine it's there and if you have sennheiser mics if you have sure mics it, it can cross with end software like if you have skills that might have sure and might have sennheiser then that sometimes creates a problem all right, very good. Uh, next story here actually comes from us. Uh, we did a, an interview uh, with Panduit and, Al, and uh, at Lona this week because Panduit purchased at Lona this week uh, from uh, Dennis Renal, president and CEO of Panduit, quote unquote, at Lona has been at the forefront in developing cutting edge AV technology that embraces the full potential of the convergence of AV and network infrastructure. Panduit, if you're not familiar, uh, is a large infrastructure uh, manufacturer not to get too Illinois on this, but actually just due north of Jeremy uh, outside of the, of the city, city of Chicago. Uh, so Jeremy, I want to start with you on this. Uh, Atlona has, has been doing this for 15 years. They've developed a number of pretty innovative products. They've got uh, a good solid AV um, over IP uh, product in OmniStream. Um, it's a unique one in the fact that it doesn't use JPEG 2000 or a couple of the others. What will this mean? What will this purchase by Panduit mean uh, for for you guys, for the the integrators uh, in the AV industry, uh, you know, I, a lot all these mergers and acquisitions going on, it's kind of messing with everything, right? We, we, we've seen it for the past year and a half, two years, right? And it's messing with uh, shipping delays and purchasing and just all kinds of stuff, right? So I, you know, from just a, an operational standpoint, that that kind of worries me a little bit. However, I will say that. Uh, you know, years ago, I was never a fan of Atlona, and it's, it's more of a recent thing with a lot of their new developed stuff, and uh, I've, I've become a big fan of Atlona. Um, I think a lot of their products, I've been personally doing some R&D and, and betting here in our, in our shop, and it's been working really well. Um, I, you know, Panduit, it's, it's, it's a huge company. Uh, I, I use a lot of their cabling, especially for HD-based T stuff. Um, all of my, you know, uh, category cabling, uh, even getting more into their AV cabling side, which is kind of where they've been expanding a lot as well. So I think it's a really good marriage between the two. Um, I, I think it's just going to mean nothing but good things um, are going to be to come here from Panduit. 
Uh, I was recently up at Panduit and was giving a speech on um, uh, modern technology trends and designing for user experience and things like that uh, to a bunch of consultants and a bunch of people at Panduit. And, and this was maybe three or four months ago, and they had mentioned to me that they were saying, you know, hey, we, we really want to start getting into uh, more AV stuff and, and distribution and switching and all this other stuff. And they're like, we don't know if we're going to do it or if we're just going to buy somebody. And of course, I, I knew. I'm like, well, they'll just buy somebody, you know. And, and Did they tell uh, you what though? No, they didn't. But the first, I, I actually did make a comment to the people I was with. And I was like, oh, you guys will probably buy Atlona. Because I thought about no, it. No, you like, did oh. not. I, no, I, I mean, think about it, though. I mean, of all of the manufacturers that are out there, okay, whether it's the AMXs, Crestrons, Extrons, mm -hmm. you, you name it, right? Uh, who's the most likely candidate that could be, that is a, still a really great product, but yet isn't, you know, a Crestron or Extron, right? Mm, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, the only one in my mind that made any sense because they're not going to, I mean, maybe they'd buy Kramer. I mean, Kramer and Atlona came to mind, you know, as the only two that would be of, of you know, value to them. So uh, it makes sense. I, I, I think it's going to do really well. Uh, I'm going to be really intrigued as to where the um, development goes for, for that line um, and what they're going to do in the future. Because, I mean, I was really impressed when I took a tour of Panduit's facility when I was up there, um, you know, how they maintain and do things. I never toured at Lona's facility, but just knowing that they have them as the parent company and the backing of that, I think there's really good things to come. All right. Justin, uh, Jeremy mentioned the fact that, you know, more and more of these M&As, uh, mergers and acquisitions are taking place. Panduit being a, a big infrastructure, um, actually the, they announced this uh, on Monday as Panduit headed into one of their biggest trade shows of the year, that being Vixie. Uh, Atlona obviously has one of their biggest trade shows of the year in a, in a week from now being, you know, Integrated Systems Europe. What is this going to mean, you know, Panduit getting more, you know, more involved and, and honestly uh, more integra integrated into the, the AV industry? I, to be honest, I hadn't heard of Panduit as, as much as I had with Atlona. Like I, I love the Atlona products. I use a couple of across the school. It's just simple plug and play. We want some of our breakout rooms, some of our huddle spaces where you can just plug in a HMI cable and being your your uh, screen comes on automatically. That's what I wanted without the the tech phone calls every two or three minutes going, the screen's not working or I don't know what button to press. It's like, well, try them. You know, you can't break them. That's, that's, that comes, I think everyone will agree with that, that they've done that type of tech support. You can't break it. Just press some buttons. It might turn on the TV. Then call me when you, you can't get it on. And, um, is it a good move? I think it's a great move. I think Atlona need to, I think Atlona is going to, with with this move, it's going to uh, be bigger than Extron. I think Extron, you can see across Ireland, a good few universities use Extron. As, and I believe Extron aim towards the universities more. But then, forgive me for saying, I don't think Extron have a good marketing campaign at at this present moment. They're not, you don't see them at ISE, you don't see them at, at these big trade shows, but you have Crestron at these big trade shows, big selling point. What, as a technician, annoys me and frustrates me is, if I want to learn Crestron programming, I need to be buying this equipment all the time. At least with Extron, I can get onto their training programs. At Lona, I can go online, I can, do their programs so i'm i i'm gonna watch this with intrigue of which way they're gonna 
progress. But I think in the next year, my predictions will be that they will be more of a marketing front than Extron at this very moment of time. Is that because they, they have more financial backing or because of the way that, that Panduit has, 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 has done it? I think Panduit will, will go down the marketing route as well. And so long as you keep the training open for the technicians and it's, it's what I call closed shop, I think Crestron's very closed shop if you want to do training. That's my personal thought. Interesting. I, I will say that, that, again, we were a small, I, I was a tech manager for a small, uh, small community college in Southwest Illinois. Uh, we, we did purchase Crestron products, but we also purchased, you know, Extron uh, uh, products and Kramer products. We were, we were invited to at least one, one training every few years and the same with, with Extron. Uh, at the time, and this is going back a few years, Atlanta was just getting started, so we didn't have quite the, the connection with them. So, uh, Joe, same kind of question. What is, what is Panduit getting into this space going to mean for everybody? You know, okay, so when I see these acquisitions, my first thing I think of is end game. Okay, I ask myself, what is your end game with this? It's not just about adding an extra, you know, company to your portfolio, but, you know, what are you, what are you going to get out of this? And so when I look at Panduit, because I'm, I had to do a double take to make sure that this was really the Panduit that I knew that we were actually talking it's about. The same pain to it. You know? And so I thought, okay. And I thought, okay, so let's draw the, conclu- the the parallels. You know, Panduit is a company that basically builds freeways for information, right? They're frozen freeways. Atlona is the cars that drive on it, right? So you now have the infrastructure with the vehicle. And I thought that was a good compliment. And I don't know that there's anything that any one gives to the other, other than being a compliment to each. And almost, I wouldn't want to say a one-stop shop because I, I'm not a fan of that phrase, but I do see that you, you've now uh, built a portfolio through the fact that your information from point A to point B it can actually go device to, to cable to device. You've actually connected created a closed system through that. I don't know if that's their end game, but I thought that was an interesting parallel. So I think it does nothing but help both companies. Um, it is, I, I, I see what Justin says. It's, it's worth watching to see how that impacts my vertical. But I think that in uh, standard uh, corporate integrations where you're going to have a, uh, you know, an infrastructure design, and then you just need to add some devices to the end of it. If you've got a company that it's another part of their brand, that's an easy sell, you know? So I, I definitely think that it's interesting. All right, very good. Uh, as we wrap up your last story here, it comes to us from our old friend, Mr. Josh Drago, who, uh, if you hadn't heard, is going for his law degree, um, which makes this story uh, all the more uh, interesting. Uh, quote, unquote, the, the, there's a new law affecting AV manufacturers in California. The law is, is, is a California law. We're actually going to go back to, to Joe because Joe's in, in, in Southern California. Um, in brief, uh, 2018, the California legislator passed SB uh, 327. It's a law that says that manufacturers of connected devices provide must provide appropriate security measures for any connected device they make. Basically what this means is that 
if your device connects either directly or indirectly to a network, you can no longer ship the device with pre-programmed passwords like admin, password, one, two, three, four, password, one, two, three, four. So simple, easy to, to uh, crack passwords. Joe, what is the, the impact to you guys as, as technology managers uh, being in the state that this, that this is passed in? Yeah, welcome to California, the land of legislation. So, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, if we have one thing that we're proud of, it's, it's sunshine and legislation. Those are the two things we rock at. Um, you know, here's the thing about it. I think this is awesome uh, because uh, we just know that security is a huge factor. And you would never see an IT department ever deploy any of their equipment with something that's standard and without, you know, without added levels of security. It obviously adds huge complications to large installs um, because it is really, really easy to throw a bunch of equipment in rooms, send my techs out, and then I know I can just go and I can put in this, you know, the basic password and get in there. Um, but I definitely think that it, it has multiple layers that are very good. And beyond just being able to protect the gear, uh, but also you realize that part of this legislation is about privacy and user information and what you can do with your client's information. That is the key to this legislation. Um, it just happens to be that it impacts, uh, it for us, the devices that are plugged in. So it's a larger, uh, a larger legislation that, that will has that uh, advantage. And also, while I'm on it, just so you know, and as I was reading the article, and I saw it says that uh, many people in the AV industry would like to have the MAC address as the, uh, as the default password, just so that they can find it. And that is an awful idea. Whoever's idea that was, was crazy. Because when you plug something in a network, what's the one thing that's discoverable about it? The MAC address. And so now you're just giving away the password to the device. So, uh, you know, you might want to rethink that one. But I definitely think this is a positive step to us as AV people demonstrating that we take security seriously, which I think is a weakness. All right. And I, from the other side of this, I was going to bring in Justin. Uh, because Justin lives in Ireland and not, not for nothing, but that's part of the EU with the wonderful passage of legislation called GDPR. Um, Don't even get me started, Tim, on GDPR. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's the biggest, hottest topic that's hit Europe with regards to IT and AV where no one actually knows the rules. It's, it's, it's so... Okay, we had Google only recently getting fined. We've had Facebook getting fined, all working out of the Dublin offices. And um, I, I just want to go back to something that Joe said there, like, okay, MAC addresses and whatever. Do you know what this is going to cause? Even if it's in California, it's going to cause the AV technician or the AV manager having to keep the manual of every device that they buy. Why? Because guess what? If something goes wrong with that and you need to reboot it, are you going to remember where you the password is, or is it going to be on the sticky on the bottom of this? Okay, but you should, Justin. I just just on and, and not to get silly about this, but you, you as a, a good you know practice, uh, and we're going to pull Jeremy in here as an integrator. But a good practice for any integrator, you should keep the logins and passwords of anything that you that you touch and put on the network, just like you should keep you know a, you know a DSP uh, programs and control system programs. Don't you agree with that? I, oh, I agree. But if you're, hand, if you're trading off that, if you're going in and installing that, hopefully you're, you're handing over the information to 
your technology managers in in whatever building or whatever firm, do you think they're going to remember where to keep them? <laughs> you know, and then and then tenders change from time to time, Tim. That's where information like that goes missing. That is true. And just to keep my own rule, GDPR stands for General Data Protection Regulation uh, is the GDPR. So. But going, going down the GDPR route, like, okay, what has happened there in California, Tim, is pretty much we have a rule that governs the whole legislation of something like this small little rule in California saying that you can't do it. Because even going back to one of your stories on AV Nation about the ring doorbell, well, I'm thinking now, well, hold on a minute. If Ring is gathering all this information, that's data protection. That's a data breach right there with GDPR across Europe. Are, are Ring going to stop selling doorbells across Europe? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, and, you know, if, if I want to add in here, too, just to recognize for our market, uh, where is Extron's headquarters? They're actually, they're literally two blocks from me that way. Um, and... Uh, and so what you're going to see is they're going to now manufacture everything for everyone. So this is not a California law. They are not, if they're going to do it for us, guess what? Everybody in the world now will do it because if they have to make it two blocks from where I'm sitting and that way. So it's something everyone needs to plan. But even what you said, it is good practice no matter what. No matter how they ship the password, even if they randomly do the password and they put it on the little sheet and give it to you, it would be good practice in your environment to change it anyway, mm. right? Because you don't, I mean, somewhere there is a file at the manufacturer's facility that will have that password written down as how they deployed it. And when that security breach happens at that location, you don't want that information out. Mm. So it would be best practice to change it regardless. Um, but I do think randomization is, is positive for even just those tech departments that maybe don't do the right security protocols that they should, right? And so I think that would be an important step. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, I would bring on you on this. And, and Joe brought up uh, one of my last points here is, he's, Nam is in Anaheim uh, this year. It usually is in Anaheim. Uh, he is real close to Extron, obviously makes you know products uh, for the AV industry. QSC is very close to him in Southern California, makes products for the AV industry. Um, Utelogy is more of a software, but they are also in, in, in Southern California. Atlona, which we already talked about, is in California. There are several manufacturers that are in and around California that this is going to impact. How is this California state law going to impact the rest of us in this industry? Well, it's exactly like he said. I mean, it, they're going to have to abide by it for California, which means everybody's going to have to abide by it. Take it or leave it, right? So it's just going to be a matter of just change. And Sucks. People hate change just in general, right? But uh, I think that uh, after a couple of months or a year of just having to just do it, it's going to be second nature to everybody. It's going to take a little bit longer time. You're going to have to do better tracking. It, it, a good thing is going to come out of this. You're going to be forced to keep better data for your projects, right? Which is what everybody's been stressing anyways, and every integrator should be doing it. And I'll admit, there's a couple jobs I've done where I'm hanging a projector or something. I don't maybe keep as much accurate information as I do on the larger jobs, right? But hey, maybe I have to now, right? So um, I mean, that's the one good thing that's gonna come out of this. And just in the meantime, it's gonna be a little painful. Real quickly, uh, do you think this will make or force other manufacturers who aren't in California uh, follow along just so they can, you know, as a marketing and, and honestly, as a, as a 
market positioning, uh, where they, they're also going to follow along because, hey, you know what, Extron and Netlona and QSC and all these folks are, are, are doing it. We might as well, too. I have mixed feelings about that. I really think that most manufacturers don't care what the other ones are doing necessarily in regards to that. You know, they're going to want to keep it easy and cheap. And if it's going to keep it, the cost down, they'll do it, right? What's interesting is that we'll see if we start seeing this type of law snowball to other states and organizations, well, then yes, everybody's going to get on board, right? And I mean, California is notorious for everybody just kind of laughing at it and saying, ha, 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 look at those stupid rules. And they'll never go anywhere else. Right. But in this case, this is actually one of those rules that might that could possibly be adopted by other states. So. Absolutely. All right, guys, that is going to do it uh, for us for this week. Uh, Mr. Caldera, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, how do people find you and or IAS Technology? Uh, IASTechnology.net or uh, on the, uh, the Twitter thing there. It's uh, at Jeremy underscore Caldera. All right. Very good. Uh, Mr. Justin Dawson. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh, if people want to find me, it's Justin or Dawson on my website.com, justinordawson.com, or you can tweet me at Justin or Dawson. All right. And before I, I bring Joe in here, uh, 30 seconds or a minute, why should people uh, vote for you for the uh, Aviation uh, 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 Professional of the Year? Um, okay. Well, I've been in three awards already um, for European CTS. Uh, AV professional, young AV professional. I think fourth time lucky. I'm going with fourth time lucky. I might actually cross the line this time and, and get over the bar um, with an awards. Um, so hopefully. Um, I, I don't want to sound like the Father Ted episode, the Irish Father Ted episode of you should give me the two parachutes in case one fails. But uh, you, should. you should. That's my, that's my quote. All right. Very good. Uh, it, it's it's the mercy. Uh, it's the mercy vote, you know. Give, give the guy a break. He's been up for three already. Yeah, exactly. All right, Mr. Joe Way, how do people find you, your book, your doctorate? Because I forgot to mention the fact that Joe's a doctor. He has a PhD. Uh, and then uh, how, why should people vote for you? All right, yeah, you can find me. Uh, so on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, the website, at Josiah Way, so just my legal name, Josiah Way. And of course, yes, I do have a, a book and higher ed podcast, all that. You can find that all. It's at Producing Worship is the book and the higher ed AV, but that's all on my website, uh, Josiah Way. But uh, I am on the Twitter and the LinkedIn. Those are the key ways to be able to communicate with me uh, there. Um, and then let's see, reason people should vote for me. Well, one, Justin was like the second guest on my podcast. So like, I know how to pick good guests, right? So I don't know if that's the first something, the reason you should vote for him or vote for me, but obviously I don't. Um, but, uh, but no, here's the thing. And I, I always say this is our industry is really about the people, right? And so it's one thing to always say, I'm just honored to be nominated, but honestly, AV people are just awesome in, the, in being able to be part of this community and to see how they have adapted and adopted me in with uh, the book and just being here with you has been fantastic. And, you know, I hopefully I have been able to give back to this industry, even like I said, a fraction of what I've gotten from it. And, uh, and if you think so, you know what? I, I'm the one right underneath Justin on the poll. You can press that one. And then right from there, the done comes up and you push that one. So there we go. <laughs> but if you're in a hurry, you just vote for me. Because I'm, I'm oh, hurry. <laughs> here we go. Now, now we're, now we're firing shots. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thank you both so much. And again, I, I want to thank everybody, honestly. Uh, we started this three years ago, and, and the first year it was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Holy crap, you guys have blown me away this year. Uh, from the nominations, we had eight great, great AV professionals uh, that were nominated, and we put a little down to these two. Uh, you have until midnight Central Time, because that's where I live, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Central Time. Uh, on on Thursday, January thirty first, uh, to get your votes in. Uh, so, and it's not just it's not just uh, between Justin and Joe. Obviously, there are several other categories of uh, DSP products, uh, AVO IP control, all that. So, check all that out and more at avnation.tv. Avnation.tv. Also, while you're at the website, uh, check out our supporters section. These are the folks that support us financially, help us bring you. AV Week every single week, Resi Week, which is my buddy Matt Scott's show, and ISE 2019, uh, February 5th through the 8th. We'll be heading to Amsterdam. Uh, actually, we'll get to see Justin. We'll get to see uh, Mr. Caldera. Uh, we'll eventually get Joe over there. Probably not by by Amsterdam. We'll have, maybe have to get him, break him into to Barcelona. That won't suck at all. So I'm there. It's more south. I'll take that. It is more. <laughs> It is more south as we've been talking with folks uh, the, as we preview these. and, and one of the Because he's not attending, Tim, that I'm just going to pick up the, the trophy. In a... <laughs> You're just going to pick it up regardless, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, oh. yeah we'll, we'll be there uh, again February 5th through the, the 8th. We'll be doing uh, daily wrap-ups uh, at uh, 5.30 local time. So 11.30 Eastern every single uh, day, uh, Tuesday through uh, Friday. So check all that out and more at avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That is all the time we have for AV Week. <laughs>